This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. And we're running in our 12th month, uh, coming very close to the first year anniversary, which we are celebrating on the 30th of August from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sydney timing. And I would love to invite all the speakers who have been in uh, on our podcast, all the listeners who have... Uh, been engaging with our posts on LinkedIn and other channels and also other people to participate there. It's a great opportunity for you to network with other people. In today's episode, we are talking about this topic of the art of storytelling. Storytelling is not everyone's cup of tea. um, And it's something which everyone can learn easily. But how can one learn that? And what can be some of the nuances of storytelling? For that, we have got uh, two special guests tonight. One is my co-host, George Mavros, and another one is Helena Kloss, joining us from London, who is the founder of SDRs of Germany. And he, she's she started this community of all the sales development representatives back in um, Germany uh, and other parts of Europe, uh, where she's trying to create an opportunity for them to network and learn from each other because SDRs have something in common. They are working in similar sort of industries, similar sort of roles, so they can learn a lot from each other. So I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, would you like to start off with this thing itself, Helena, as to what is the art of storytelling and how do you think is it re- related to the roles of SDRs as well, specifically? Yeah, of course, Arif. Thank you so much uh, for the introduction, also for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here and also uh, to meet you, George. Um, so, story- <laughs> so storytelling, I think, is one of the like oldest skills of humankind. When we think about history, the first thing we did was not speak words. We actually started telling stories without words. So we started painting our day's story into caves. Um, and out of that, we then developed words and you know languages, et cetera, et cetera, which in and of itself tells us a lot about the power of stories and the power of storytelling. The reason why I think storytelling is so crucial for everyone, but especially in sales, is because we relate to stories. So what you, for instance, already mentioned, Sarah, is that whole um, community that we created, Mattia and I, uh, beginning this year, um, SDRs of Germany. It is about a safe place of SDRs, German-speaking SDRs, which now expanded into German-speaking salespeople, simply because they all share the same pain point and they all share the same the same climax where they want to go to. So a story, like a normal storyline, right, that starts with a status quo, with a problem, and then starts with a catalyst, a rising action, finishes at a climax, which then establishes a new status quo. So what we have here in the community, for instance, with SDRs is that problem of just being maybe the only German speaking person in the team being educated or like onboarded um, with an English culture, but then having to crash the duck market where people hang up on you if you ask about the weather, you know, when you call call someone. 
So that kind of problem is a mutual story that people share that then creates a mutual rising action and a mutual new status quo of, okay, good, how do we actually get there together? Um, so especially in sales, I find storytelling incredibly important and being an actress myself, I find storytelling also incredibly fascinating. Yeah, and I think uh, storytelling is not only essential in sales, but it can play a very important role in your day-to-day -day life. If you are a good storyteller, you can easily capture the attention through your words, through your stories that you are telling. Isn't it, George? Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a, a reputation for having a whole lot of funny sayings, but they mean something. And one of the things I talk about in selling is it's not what you've got. It is how you deliver it that is the true art of selling. So yes. um, if, if, you can't, if you can't paint that picture, if you can't tell that story in, in your words and that, you're not communicating. Yes. And, and, and the, the, art of the, the art of storytelling, um, especially in sales, can make a huge difference to success. Yes, I 100% agree, George. I love what you just said. Um, I think... It basically goes down to they will forget what you said, but not how you made them feel, right? So I love what you just said, 100%. Yeah. And I think while we are selling any kind of products, be it technology or manufacturing or any kind of products, um, I think it's less about what you are selling, as Helena just said, but how you are saying it, how you are communicating to the customers and how you are able to map the entire buyer process in your mind isn't it helena oh yes 100 percent. what we need to understand is that we we talk to someone who has their own story and we come in with our story right so there's one way of like telling the story of your product and you know telling the why behind the what basically but there is another thing that we need to think about that is the story of the person we talk to so yeah. when you when you call cold call someone you cannot just like feature dump because you just need to appreciate that you just pick them up in a different story, like just understand what is their status quo right now. And I think one of the key things that we need to understand, especially when we when we call mail or call call, is that the person doesn't know that there is an improvement of their situation. They are satisfied where they are. Like they are happy with their story, potentially see a little bit of you know improvement, but they don't you know see an urgency to change. So what we, we need to get is not coming and say, hey, I have the perfect thing for you, but actually appreciate that this is their story and then take them on the journey to the realization of, oh, there's actually a different status quo where we can, we can build upon together. So I think storyline or storytelling often just is being seen as that one art. When, when we look at it, right now we have three different stories here. And then we create a whole new story doing that podcast together. You know, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think the failure of a lot of salespeople, in particular cold calls, is that they assume that whatever the status quo is for you at the moment, it can be a lot better with my product. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Now, that may very well be the case. But if I don't need it to be a whole lot better than where it is, I don't need a salesman trying to convince me that there's yeah. an, an issue where there is no issue. Yes. Um, so if you don't engage and you don't and you don't look at it from the client's perspective, and for me, Helena, a client is not somebody that I am selling to a product or a service. My children were my client and I was trying to sell them, get an education, go to school, do the right thing. The, the community is my client when I'm trying to sell them support charities and do this and do that. So selling is the exchange of something of value for the exchange of something of value to the professional salesman. Now, in some cases, that might be money coming back to me. It could just, I, I do a lot of work with um, university students, um, as uh, that's how Sarab and I met. The exchange is I give them all of my knowledge and my, my learnings and the, the something of value back to me is to be able to see how they, like this young man, have grown. But if the client doesn't really want what you're selling, but you convince them that they should have it, you're not a salesman, you're a con man. So it's very important to understand where the client is in their story before we want to change the picture. Yep. And so much so that we appreciate the art of storytelling that the, the theme of the podcast, when we thought about it one year back, it was actually a podcast on global affairs and international news. But on the way, we realized that while we were hearing to different kinds of stories, as different speakers were coming on this podcast, we realized that even if similar kind of speakers are coming, they have got a different story. Everyone's yeah. story is so enriching and so meaningful and it can gain, audience can gain a lot of value from every story. And that's why the theme of this podcast, as you can read at the top, is now a podcast on global affairs and people's stories. But some people, while listening to this session, might be thinking of this fact that I might not be a good storyteller. How can I learn this art of storytelling? So what would you say to those people, Helena? And then maybe George can add some points to that. Well, there, I think there are different ways of just, you know, learning it. Um, I like to just stick to a very, very simple way of just look at a natural storyline and find it in your own daily life. You know, um, I, for instance, did, when I studied acting in New York, I had one exercise, which is that we learned how to tell stories. That was basically one subject. And um, one exercise was that we had to choose something that happened in our own life um, and then write a story about it based on the, the, the classic storyline. So the status quo problem, you know, catalyst and then uprising action, climax, new status quo. Very like, it's basically like the, that reversed and this really helped me to understand how to tell a story and not jump in with the end because that's the worst thing right if someone just tells me how the hero is going to conquer the villain why would i watch the movie mm -hmm. so that is one big part and one thing that i see unfortunately too much especially on linkedin is people trying to you know sell the end just basically say i am an expert in instead of talking about the challenges, talking about the pain points, because the story storytelling is only captivating if people can relate to it. 
And people cannot relate to it if you go in as the hero forever. And the hero will never be the hero. I think Plato said it, Plato Socrates. He said, um, a hero is not a hero if he doesn't have challenges and struggles. Because no one can relate to them. And this is like, if you ask me, you're looking to, to learn how to tell a really captivating story, look at your own life, look at your struggle, look at the things that you have achieved and the path, like the story that you have written to get there. Because that is only the end of the story. The start was somewhere else. I don't know, George, just, what do you think? Yeah, just, just, just before George speaks, like this is the third podcast that I'm recording in this week. Um, two days back, I was joined from another guy from the UK. And that guy was saying that he sells himself in the UK as that he's the most hated sales trainer. Um, and I asked him, like, why do you say that you are the most hated sales trainer? He said, Saurabh, when I go to LinkedIn, everyone says that I'm an expert, on, expert in sales. I'm a guru in sales. Nobody says that I'm the most hated sales trainer. So that's what differentiates me from others. And that's why I think people want to chat with me and know more about me because I've got a different angle in my story from others. And that's a USP for him. So I really like that part. And I shared his podcast today on LinkedIn itself, if some of you might have seen that. Yeah, George, over to you. I'll, I'll be very interested to go and see who that gentleman is and then I'll give you my opinion on that. Um, but an interesting approach. Um, look, to me, the art of storytelling starts with what's the purpose of me telling this story? Um, what's the benefit to the person that I'm telling the story to? Um, if, I'm, if I'm going to the movies and it's for escapism, that's a whole different story to if I'm trying to teach uni students how to get through entrepreneurship in the early days and that's a whole different story to um, trying to teach salespeople how to sell professionally to to uh, consumers or their clients so the i think one of the most important things about storytelling if you want to if you want to have a half decent go at it is remember Doctors do not practice on live people. They actually practice on the ones that have already passed. That way, if they make a mistake, you can't kill them twice. Yet people that want to do sales and do storytelling and all of that, they practice on live people. And if they blow it, you've killed the sale or the, the opportunity. So for me, as you know well, Sarah, it's about planning it beforehand, practicing it beforehand. Don't use notes because you cannot speak from the heart if you're reading through the eyes, in my opinion. So if you want to, if you want to get your feelings out there, you've got to internalise the story that you want to tell and then go and tell that story. Um, Helena, as, a, as an actress or an actor, I, don't, I, know, I never know what term I'm supposed to use now with political correctness. Um, I'm still him. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. No, that's perfectly fine. Uh, no worries. I think I even I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> but, but imagine, Sarab, if if Helena was were watching Helena's movie, and and today I said to John, oh sorry, and today I said to, 
that's why actors don't read the script. They learn the thing and then they go and sell the story. That's the art of storytelling. Get the script in here, then sell. I think you touched a very, very good and very important point. Who is the person you talk to and what is the setting in general? Um, I think there, there are two ways of doing that. There's one way of like having that monologue of just, you know, telling a story. And there is the other part of actually interrupting your story consciously by bringing the other one in. So yep. what I usually find very useful, especially in sales, is just interrupting your story because it's not about you talking. It's about them talking. But sometimes you need to guide them a little bit with questions and just see, okay, good, where do we head? Like, what do you really want to get out of it, et cetera, et cetera, to understand their story. But if you don't know whom you're talking to, is he or she, are they the head of HR or a CRO, a team lead? They all have different, different object uh, objectives and different objectives. Um, objections you know so with that you can also prepare and i usually i also teach sdrs so i usually tell them to just prepare be prepared for their story and take one bullet at a time out of their gun before they can bring them up in just asking the right questions at the beginning before you mention anything else because that means that you already change their story that they have already in their mind simply because you you are prepared for what they could say and what what situation they're in yeah uh, the, do you um, want to... yep go, go for it George. The, the greatest failing in my opinion that um young or inexperienced salespeople, and then the badly trained and badly practicing um sales make is they forget the number of eyes, the number of ears, and the number of mouths they have. If you listen to what they're saying and you hear where it's coming from, if you look at the environment you're in and read their body language, so therefore you're doing four times as much gathering of information than you are talking. Because whenever you talk, all you're hearing is what you already knew. Whenever they talk, You're learning what they knew. And, and my, the poorly trained salespeople are the ones that just want to bang on and bang on and bang on. Um, and whenever they ask a question, irrespective of what the person says, they just go back to the old script. The, the professional asks a question, gains understanding, and then can bring the story to match up with the, with the person's perspective. Yep. Absolutely true. Um, I was just about to ask one question, which is related to this fact that storytelling is, according to me, it's not only about what you are speaking, but as a whole, how you are selling your personal brand. And these days, one of the best platforms for you to sell your personal brand in your professional life is LinkedIn. And people there write a lot of things, not only speak a lot of things, but they'll write in the form of different kind of LinkedIn posts or whatever they are doing these days. So what will you be guiding to people, Helena, in that sense that it's not only about what you are speaking during your customer meetings, but it's about that overall personal brand that you create of who you are as an individual from a 360 degree point of view. 
That's a very good question. And I think LinkedIn, like there are so many factors that we need to understand about LinkedIn. And one thing is, for instance, the algorithm in and of itself. But I'm not I'm not going to touch that because obviously that is not the topic. But this is something if someone wants to create a personal brand, just make sure you understand the setting because the algorithm in LinkedIn works differently to Facebook or Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in terms of storytelling, again, the first thing that you need to ask yourself is, whom are you talking to? Whom are you addressing? What kind of field do you want to be in? Um, I, for instance, the things that I talk about is about my, obviously, sales career. I started as SDR and had no idea what I was doing and then worked my way up to senior SDR, account executive and now founder. And I used a lot of acting skills with it. What I found, though, is if I use specific words in my storytelling, in my posts that are connected to acting, like obviously connected to acting, saying, OK, as an actress, for instance, there is not much interaction than saying, hey, as um, you know, a performer or entertainer, because people do not really relate to someone who is an actress because they're not an actress. But if you relate to someone who is like an entertainer, a performer, there's already usually get more people in. So just be aware of whom are you talking to and what do you really want to tell? Because I do not need to tell people about my acting awards. That doesn't get anywhere. I do not need to tell them about my sales awards. That doesn't get them anywhere either. But today, for instance, I talked about the cold calling and that I usually like that I recently had a conversation with someone who basically said, um salespeople always have an have a have an ugly agenda basically and i really it stuck to me right that is that is the thing that every salesperson hears at some point in their life and even if it's their own friend and then taking that into a story and just explaining honestly when i started in sales i had no idea i thought that was my agenda i need to book in the cold call and then i put that in salesforce and then i get my commission but the more I was in it, the more I realized the value is the most important part. Like, can I add value to the other one's person? Yes or no. And if not, then don't waste your time. But if so, then use storytelling and ask the right questions to pick them up from their status quo and take them on the journey and see where it goes. So that kind of, you know, the difference of, okay, be aware to whom are you talking? Do it continuously because you will grow a lot over time and that obviously boosts the algorithm as well. Um, and also don't sell yourself, sell the message, sell the feeling that you actually give the people who read it. Because again, they will forget what you said, but they will not forget how you made them feel when they read it. Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the points uh, that you just raised related to sales is the 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 fear of rejection that we always have as a salesperson uh, i was also discussing this with benjamin who portrays himself as the most hated sales trainer day before yesterday and he said that he said a very interesting point he said that whenever somebody is rejecting you on a cold call don't take it to your heart they are not rejecting you as a person they are re just rejecting your solution that you are selling now, that, there can be different reasons to that. It is not only because you don't have the right way to sell. It can also be because of the fact that um, you need to understand, are you talking to the right individual? Is that person the right fit for the problem that you're trying to solve through your product? Or you're just you know, selling your product to a person who is not the right fit? So I think those are also some of the points um, which we have to consider.
but but i want to move to george and um, because george has got 40 plus years of experience in sales and in the industry so i would love to hear from you some of the examples from your life where you have found storytelling um to and you have used it in your sales career uh, i'm happy to share that with you but before i do that i'd just like to take up on those points for me professional selling and strategic professional selling which is what i train people in it's the right product or service to the right person at the right time for the right reason and the right price so you any one of those can be off and the things not right so um i can i can have a terrific offering but if it's not in your budget it's no good to you if i can have something that's in your budget but if it's not going to serve the purpose that you want it's not right so it's about getting all of the things right and you can't do that without proper qualification of the client um one of the the great failings of many people in cold calls is that they're trained to just go for it take a great big breath and away they go um i don't tolerate any of that in any case but um that's 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 not what it's about coming back to your your question I've just recently as you know taken over as the um CEO for a, a charity here. And I got up the other day and I was talking about the the purpose and of what we're trying to do with a a young team, young rugby union team um of Fijian children um that want to go to Darwin to play in some rugby union contest. Now the reason this team's been formed is because um there is an issue perceived by the people that formed it that a lot of the young Fijian kids get into mischief because they're not occupied there's not enough to keep them occupied so they've formed a local um uh, rugby union team and by getting the kids involved with team spirit and the right sort of people and all that so by telling that whole story i then said what we're needing is to raise $15,000 to get them to Darwin I only I only had 30 seconds to tell that story. At the end of that meeting, I had three people come up and say, "I want to know more." But if I just got up and said, oh, "I'm looking to raise $15,000 to send a rugby union team to Darwin. Anybody can help me?" There's nothing there. But but by getting them connected in the whole where we're trying to take these kids and why we're doing this and all of that sort of thing, that's that gets people the opportunity to say hey i want to buy into that um the the other the other um probably one of my best efforts many years ago i was selling to the major grocery chains in sydney and i was once told i i walked into the head office of a of a chain and i was told you don't come in here without a suit and because that particular day i didn't have a suit on it was my first day in there and everybody was horrified the salesmen that were waiting for, for the buyers um nobody shook hands and said hi how are you they looked at me and they went you're not wearing a suit very very insightful given the fact that i wasn't wearing a suit and the actual buyer that came out to greet me came out 
and as he said, he said, George Mavros, I stood up. He came over as our hands connected in the handshake. He went, I'm, you're not wearing a suit. Now, I knew that wasn't his name. But the truth of the matter is that in those days, uh, I'm, Helena, I'm 66, so I'm talking about when I was 25, so just a little while ago. In those days, you didn't do head office calls without a suit. Having learnt that experience, I never wore a suit. For some 20-something years, going into the grocery trade head offices, I never, ever, ever wore a suit. I would wear a jacket with a different set of pants. I would wear um, a combination of the jacket of one suit with pants of another suit. So you could obviously see it was not a suit. I never, ever wore a suit. But six times a year maximum, I would wear a three-piece suit. When I launched WD-40 and Armour All, I wore the three-piece suit. When I launched Barilla Pasta and Spaghetti, I wore the three-piece suit. So any of my major sell-ins, I had the three-piece suit. The story was there. I'm in the three-piece suit. This is serious. I'd half sold the, the buyer before I'd gotten opened my case to tell my story. Interestingly enough, I arrived with one of the buyer, uh, one of my clients, and the buyer said, "You must be important. He's wearing the three-piecer today." So I created this story, and I am known as the guy that never wore a suit. I'm also known as Santa Claus in the grocery trade. That was another one of my things where I wore the Santa Claus suit. So, so the story doesn't necessarily have to be a one-shot wonder. It doesn't have to be something that you do today. You can build that story up. And a very good friend of mine was in the grocery trade about 10 years, I suppose, after I stopped doing the grocery trade head office. And um, we met through the local soccer club. And he said to me, you're Santa Claus. I said, what? He said, I, I now work at Metcash. He said, I met, I met a couple of people, mentioned your name, and they said, you're Santa Claus. And they had told him, that was 10 years after I'd left. The story was still there. So if you do it right, it, it doesn't have to just be for today. You can build on that. And it's like that, that series that everybody's waiting for the next, when's the next series coming out? When's the next one? When's the next one? You can build on it. But if you get it wrong, everyone stops watching, everyone stops listening. Yeah, absolutely, George. Thank you so much um, for sharing those stories because I can, I like for youngsters like me, it's all about that experience that really matters at this part of time. And that was one of the main reasons why uh, I joined Hands with George for this particular podcast one year back because I thought that I can bring in some fresh ideas while we are discussing on any topic. And George brings in those experienced, uh, experienced mindset from his experience that he already has over the years of mentoring students, of uh, selling different kind of products. But thank you so much, Helena. Thank you so much, George. Um, and uh, I can understand that, Helena, you have to go uh, because you've got a busy day ahead. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for your participation. 
Thank you so much, guys. George, it was lovely meeting you, and thanks so much for the story. It was very entertaining. <laughs> and you, and I hope we maybe, maybe we should connect on LinkedIn. Yes, I think so. <laughs>